the Sunshine Patriot in a Crisis shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. And this is Tear. And we have Bjorn. I'm I'm gonna love saying that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we're about to do a live cast on YouTube. Please go check it out. Uh, but we're gonna talk about a book, Survival Theory. And we're going to talk about chapters 5, 6, and 7, primarily. Because these are the consequences of a grid-down situation. Now, today, this is going to be an abbreviated episode, I'm pretty sure. is uh, We're going to talk about what, what we're prepping for and why we're... Uh, what possible scenarios... Are most likely. The, I I I like this book because he preps for the same shit I prep for. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, his what he is prepping for is a grid down situation where we lose power. Um, and he takes the much more realistic look of six to eighteen months. Six at a minimum. That is best case scenario if we have other countries that come and aid us. If it's worldwide, much, much longer. <clears throat> or if it's a time of war, much, much longer. <laughs> so, the three scenarios that he gives us. We have solar, uh, CME. By the way, there's a CME headed for us right now. CME. We have cyber we have cyber attack. Um, we have nuclear attack, and, and we have attack. Yeah, and then terroristic. So I want to do the terroristic one because it was the smallest one in terms of section. Yeah, I was surprised when I was reading through that it didn't really take all that much, and they never caught the people that did it because. They released a top-secret document on Google. 800 pages of critical infrastructure that is weakened and can be taken out. And they let it go on Google. Well, what can we say? That's that Fed government smart. Right, right, right. So... Basically, there was a there was an incident in California. <laughs> a couple of people went and started shooting the transformers. Transformers leaked the fuel or leaked the cooling oil in them. What is it? <laughs> uh, Fifteen thousand gallons. I think uh, that's what it was. I don't think it's quite that much. It's like no, I believe it was fifteen. They it leaked most of it out. They destroyed. Um... You're talking about the one at the beginning of the book, right? 
No, no, no. I'm talking about oh. one that actually happened recently in oh. California. I was thinking, I think the one at the beginning of the book is in Vegas, and they never caught the guys because they were shooting them with AK-47s. Yeah, <laughs> leaked out oh, most of the most of the oil, blew up a couple of transformers, and they still never. They have all the cameras in the world, didn't catch anything. Who records? Who records a freaking transformer? I mean, I would, considering that the way my brain works, if I wanted to really fuck with an area, that'd be the first place I'd go, and then the water plant. Fair. Well, well, you know, after uh, post 9-11, I mean, they were really paying close attention to power plants, you know, uh, water supplies, like everything like that. There was a lot of surveillance. In 1993, but, I mean, the first Trade Center attack, mm-hmm. I was working with people in the field and uh they were talking about different scenarios that they had come up with they theorized they would take nine groups of th- uh, nine mini groups so of three people in strategic locations and they had it mapped <clears throat> on the map where they could sit here and it would require what they could do it secret or they could do it loud loud required 30 rounds from an AR-15 to to take down the entire grid for the United States. All of it. Nine groups. New York just require, New York and California just require a hot day. And Texas requires cold. So, as you say, Texas just needs a blizzard and that wipes out half the fucking state. Yeah, but think about this, like... I don't think a lot of people realize how much of our electricity comes from the Hoover Dam. Most people don't realize that the grid all across the United States is interconnected. You get one chaining down, it'll start taxing the others. If they have any other fault, it's a cascade. Mm-hmm. And it's simple. I, I, like People are talking, it's like, well, an EMP wouldn't work. It'd have to be over the entire United States. No, it wouldn't. Well, it does if it's going to do more than just power. But it doesn't have to be one. It just has to be one at the right altitude. There's charts. You can look online. They'll tell you how big the nuclear explosion would have to be to get the damage that you wanted. And then they have next to it the list of, uh, of power that's needed to short that system. Online. Find everything online, just can't send the mean tweet. Fair. Well, maybe now that Elon Musk owns it, we can. Nope. No, he doesn't. I know. No. Do you hear oh, what happened? Uh, you know they rejected his offer? No. What? No. Counter offer. And it's not even a counter offer. They just bought more than yes. Elon Musk. The Vanguard Group. Yeah, but he could just buy more. <laughs> Soaking there. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's going to come down to who's got the most. There's only so many shares up for grabs. They won't take his offer, though, for to buy the whole company? Of course they won't. Well, okay, let's sit here and think about this honestly for a second. They, uh, they won't simply because if he gets in charge, he hates the censorship. And he would pull those records and show up for everyone to see what they've been doing the last eight years. 
I mean, but you don't think like you can't sit here and say that if that if his takeover was inevitable, that they wouldn't start. You know, it, it look it looked like a, a, a you know a brush fire. They would they would start destroying shit. Oh yeah, and it would still prove his point. Then they wouldn't even be able to defend no, themselves because they got rid of it. Either way, that's what they're scared no, they'd of. Be implicit on so many things. That's all. Who posted a meme earlier that uh, says uh, Twitter bought out uh, or Elon Musk bought out Twitter? Amazon's next. Jeff Bezos, you wouldn't. <laughs> Elon Musk adds to cart. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you realize that all of these big corporations are interconnected anyway. If one starts falling, the rest of them are going to get really antsy from the simple fact that everything's interconnected. There's always emails flying back and forth between their owners. It would just prove how corrupt they've been. They would never allow that to happen. Fair. You know, the only one I would think think that wasn't so interconnected was Amazon because Amazon took out a lot of people. I mean, you look at it, like Amazon took out Toys R Us. They took out toy stores. They really, the only, th- I think the only major company they really didn't do any damage to was Walmart. You know, but yeah, I'm sure. Except they Walmart started. Away from that. Except Walmart started doing their online stuff so that you could do a pickup because Amazon was delivering. Yeah. They were hurting them, but not enough to make a difference. Yeah. But at the at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you get three people. And that's what I, I don't understand how they don't break the monopoly law. Except they found a loophole where they could split it up between two or three different companies that are all owned by a shell company. No, they just changed the definition of what a monopoly means. Oh, you mean kind of like racist? Monopoly? No, like like. A monopoly means that it doesn't mean that you have a large majority of the market share. It means that you're the only competitor, that you're the only competitor or the only significant competitor. But you have Amazon, you have Walmart, right? But then Walmart has Sam's, right? But you've also got like BJ's and Costco's and all of these other, you know, warehouses. Wholesale clubs. Right. So they can compete. They may not be as successful, but they compete. So it doesn't violate the Walmart has places like Family Dollar, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, all of those companies, all of the small mom and pop shops. They may not be super successful, but they it's get not away a monopoly. On a yeah, they get away on a technicality. Yes. I have competition. I can't be a monopoly. You own 99.9% of everything, and then you have a controlling interest in that other 0.1%. Like, fuck off. And if we don't like you, we'll just put a Walmart next to your business. No. You know, when you, when you, yeah, exactly. When you look at, like, like, like when they do sales and stuff like that, like in Walmart, really jacks down the price because they buy so much inventory, they get it cheaper or whatever it may be. But all these all these places, if you really look at like say Black Friday sales, how cheap they are, they're all within a certain like I mean they're all like within arm's reach of each other. You know, it's it's nothing drastic or crazy where you're gonna go to one place to another. Yeah, you know, and they're mm-hmm. all making money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, it, it it makes sense. No one's in business to lose money. So they're all they're all making money one way or another. Dude, I'm gonna let you know. I'm so happy about gas prices right now. 
they're still insanely high, but in in Georgia, the cost of gas is cheaper than it is in Florida. It's been that way forever, right? All right, no biggie, right? But Walmart, when gas was almost you know four fifty a gallon, right? Walmart, their Sam's Club membership really cut into everybody else's because the prices were so much lower. I didn't care. I mean, I well, I cared, but I didn't care about the prices being lower because I have a fucking van and it's got a 38-gallon tank and it fucking hurt to fill up. But now I get to be happy because now... Sam's and Walmart, you know, the Murphy's gas station are now higher than everything else around. <laughs> it's it's funny because we have the BJ's wholesale club and they have a gas station attached to it. And when after you do shopping, you, you know, I go and get gas. If you buy certain items, it knocks it down uh, you know, a couple cents a gallon or whatever it may be. And I remember when my wife and I went there, I got it. I'm like Oh my God! Look, this is great. Three seventy nine a gallon, amazing. And I'm like, this is depressing. I'm excited over three seventy nine. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is like a couple of weeks ago. So I filled up yesterday in my car, and it was three dollars and twenty five cents a gallon. It would have been cheaper, but I don't join those little stupid fucking rewards card program for each of the small gas stations. So I guess now's not a good time to say that I'm paying uh, two, uh, two ninety-five. I don't care. I've seen your car, dude. I ain't I jealous. <laughs> no, <I'm scared. laughs> yeah, filling up my truck's Where about like filling up your now? fucking van. Yeah, I filled up my van because I figured it was really cheap. And now I'm just going to let it park until I need it. I have a little fucking vroom vroom car. So, little beater. Yeah. It's a little uh, Nissan Versa. You know, I know we're going to discuss it more on the live, but I'm, I was sitting there thinking. Couple couple days ago, we were without power for almost eight hours, and I live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, right? And I had generator; it was fine. But I was looking at all the people that didn't have generators and watching everybody freak out over eight hours. I'm sitting here going, I wonder how, how exponentially worse it would be in a place like New York City. You didn't watch the video I sent into chat? The movie? No, yeah. I didn't get a chance to. I... In 25 hours, in 25 hours, it was the largest number of arrests that New York has ever seen. Ever seen, yes. Well, I mean, though, I'm sitting here looking at it and realize, like, just go through your house right now. Right? Just go through your house and, re- and, and look at everything that needs electricity. And realize that most people would have no idea what to do if that electricity was off for a week. Huh. They make a good point. They sit here and in the book that we're going to talk about, he makes a valid point that if the power goes out, if you have a kid in college that's in another state, you will probably never see that kid again. Nope. I well, just want you to know if the power goes out, 
if the power goes out right now, I will walk my happy ass down to Fort Myers to go get Loki. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I mean, that's one thing, though, that I will get into it with the book. But if you have a group, make sure every one of them has a fucking map and knows where they're going. Because you're not going to be able to be like, hey, Google, take me to so-and-so. Fair. Uh, I have you really all saved. Sandy up here in New York, people. Go ahead. Uh, people, there were people literally up here without power for a month. People like one side of the block wouldn't have power; the other side would. The, people were running electrical cords across the street to help the neighbors out to to um, keep their refrigerator going, which is insane. You know. Um, yes, it is insane. That's how you get robbed. Um, it was, That's it was, how you get it's shanked. That's how you get robbed. Gas. I mean, they had gas shut down. You literally, the line would start at six in the morning, and you would see people down a major road with gas cans for generators, for you know, or you know, standing in line or in their cars. I'm talking like half mile, quarter mile, mile long. You know what I mean? Like, and people weren't able, and people were were struggling. Like it was, it was, it was bad. You know, so imagine a full-blown power outage. Like you said, with, with that documentary that you told me about Pops and I watched, 25 hours, the most arrests, and this was only in the five within the five boroughs. And they literally started looting within an hour. Within an hour, to the point where the majority of the businesses looted and damaged didn't return. They shut down, you know, generational businesses. I've never understood why people do that. Like, okay, I I know we're going to get into this later about the whole survival shopper, looter, or whatever. But you don't shit where you sleep. You don't fish off the company dock. You know what? If it it gets to that point where people do start looting, you know, with all this going on, I hope those motherfuckers go, oh, let them go for the TVs, the, the dishwashers, or whatever the fuck else they need. I'll, I'll be in the supermarket. You know what I mean? You, you guys go get all the electronics that are going to be useless and paperweights. I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll go get... Oh, and he talks need. about medicine in the book. He says, if you have a kid that relies on medicine, you know when they're going to die. When they run out of medicine, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately, especially if it's... The hardest one's going to be insulin. Like, you can get away with the blood pressure medications or other stuff like that. But asthma and insulin, you, you're you not going to be able to keep it. Asthma you can fix using natural means. Diabetes type 2, very easy to fix. Work, you fat ass. It's the type 1 that's the problem. It's the type 1 that's an issue. But you're going to have all these people that are type 1 diabetic or type 2 diabetics because they lived a horrible lifestyle. Or whatever reason they have diabetes type 2. That is totally controllable. Right? With diet and that type of stuff. And... You know, the one that's going to worry me the most isn't any of those. What? It's when the pain meds wear out. All these people that are addicted to opioids. You can make... You can make stuff. Yeah, think about this, though. Most of these people aren't going to know how to make a... Uh, we're talking about people that are still stuck on Oxycontin or or something else. Like, yeah, even if they're legitimately prescribed them, those have a very bad, very bad withdrawal system. 
Think about all the heavy alcoholics that we know that won't know how to make beer or won't know how with a process to make liquor. How many of them will die because they made something that was isopropyl rubbing alcohol? All right. Well, how so, many people will die because they go, they're going through withdrawals? Like, you know, yeah. you can here, die from alcoholic withdrawals. Here, here. If you're in the South and you're an alcoholic and you need, you need to get fixed up because you're going through fucking, uh, you're, you're going through withdrawal, DCs. right? In Florida, they have a thing called the Yupon Holly. Just put some of them leaves in there, chew them up, swallow that juice down. I guarantee you, you'll never want another drink again. <laughs> it's perfect. By the yes. way, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving actual medical advice. Please don't do this <laughs> without first consulting your doctor. Because it's, it's all hollies fall into a classification of vomitorium. So uh, if that if that's any clue as to what's going to happen, I'm just just saying. When, you know, it's funny is that's one know, of the biggest reasons I quit point. drinking. What? So that's one of the biggest reasons why I quit drinking. Like you remember, I, I you know a year ago, there was hardly a time you saw me without a beer or a bottle of whiskey in my hand. That's true. The number of lives that we had. <clears throat> where I'd be sitting there with a big old mug of mead. Yep. And I'd be slamming beer down, slamming mead down, and then, you know, you remember I just said, I gotta stop. Oh, that was hell for three weeks. But now I'm sitting there going, you know, now all I have is caffeine and nicotine. And trust me, I can find a way to fix those <laughs> if I need to. <laughs> but you bring up a valid point, especially, you know, with, you know, in you know, even, not even the more rural areas, but like in the city areas, like, you know, and, and where there's a lot of people and there's per capita more addicts around each other. You know what I mean? It's that's going to be the first it's going to be, a, you know, it, it's you're going to watch you're going to watch some people kill themselves off violently, you know, and quickly. If you ever, you know, because you... that supply will run quick. Have you ever got, have you guys ever heard of uh, Naked and Afraid? Yeah. Yes. Have you ever seen the show? Yeah. One of the episodes yes. had a guy who was this country boy survivalist. He just had two, two uh, habits, uh, caffeine and nicotine. And he didn't drink, but caffeine and nicotine were his things. He went through withdrawals of both of them on That's the island. Oof. And he left, and this prissy little girl lasted longer in the jungle than he did. After giving her all his shit, oh, she's not going to survive. She's not going to make it. Ha! He was the first one off. I hate to say this, but unless you're freebasing nicotine and caffeine, well, I guess I kind of do that. But anyway, if that's mind over matter. It's a little different than alcohol or a drug withdrawal. You would be surprised. Is, is it debilitating? Yeah, it can be a pain in the ass and it hurts. But I think a lot of people oh. are not used to have, going through any kind of hardship, any kind of suffering whatsoever. No, they're going to be, yeah, they're, they're spoiled. Yeah. But the, the problem I have is, think about this, where I live, where Pops lives, we've got the ability to grow and hunt. Where you're at, what are you going to hunt? Two-legged long pig? And I wouldn't yeah. want that either because well, it's probably mm -hmm. disease ridden. 
<laughs> well, I was just gonna say, you, you know, the other thing is too talking about like withdrawal from nicotine and 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 uh, caffeine and stuff like that. There's also a food withdrawal. Not everybody like if people realize like when you're not able to eat the way you're usually eating. I look at anybody who has gallbladder problems, right? And they had to stop eating certain types of food. You know, I watched somebody literally who could not, could barely eat a certain amount of things because she had gallbladder attacks, go through food withdrawal. Or like, you know, like this, she wasn't able to eat whatever it was and her skin turned gray, like she was sick and anything she touched. Like people are gonna, aren't going to be used to like, hey, you know what? I'm living off the land. I mean, not maybe you guys, you know, you guys. They're so used you know, to processed foods. That's, that's the problem. They're so processed used to processed food, yeah. foods. So they either, A, they're, they're not getting the nutrients because they don't know how to cook right, right, if they are getting the food. They don't know what foods they need or they're losing out on nutrients that because they think they can eat a load of bread because it's enriched with vitamins. And then they make bread and they go, oh, but it doesn't have all those enriched vitamins. The supplements are added to it. Yeah. I mean, that stuff does add up. <clears throat> but again like I, I think what will end up happening is like because you know when i when i said people spoiled they're spoiled about not being uncomfortable we, we've been way too comfortable for way too long that any diversity even look i mean if your power uh, goes out for four hours how fucking pissed off yeah yeah you know look at the superdome like katrina people get fucking uh, yeah how pissed off people get when their power goes out for 24 hours and they had to, you know, they had to use a flashlight or find a book or a board game to play. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like we've been, we've been spoiled way too long because with comfort. So I, I think that convenience, you know, convenience, comfort that, and availability. These things have like, there's an interesting statement in the book where he says that, you know, most people will die because you can't even purchase the things that are needed for a life without electricity. And the, and 99% of the people wouldn't know how to live without it. Like how many people yeah, you, realize you, that if the power goes out, if the power goes out nationwide, your water pressure drops. How many people think to turn off their, you know, how many people will think to, um, to drain off their, their hot water heater or their pipes before it's winter. How many people will be dumb enough to light a fire in their house with a charcoal grill? That's funny. That's yeah. actually in the thing. Yeah, I know. I read it earlier. I was, <laughs> was, in the book. He, was he was reading about coal. I was like, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll just use a oh, charcoal grill. There it is. You know how many times I've seen a house burnt down well, because they didn't know what they were fucking doing? Imagine that in a place like New York City. Where you've got all the apartment buildings, he brings a valid point. How many of those will burn down because you don't have you don't have a fire department? You have no way to contact the fire department. You don't have water pressure. You don't even have enough water to you know most places to use a bucket brigade. Mind you that in the whole apartment building, you might find six pots. <laughs> you might as well piss on the fire at that point. So, two things. My brother's a New York City firefighter, and uh, every year. On Thanksgiving and Christmas, they go to a million calls because people uh, burn the shit out of themselves and start fires from uh, deep frying turkeys. They don't yeah, because they leave them frozen and they throw them in and it goes boom. Well, they and they don't measure it first of how how like you know, so they fill it all the way up with fucking oil and they put a frozen turkey in there. Um, but the other thing you you, know, you mentioned it earlier, you know, my, set aside electricity necessity. 
you know how many people don't know how to read a fucking map? Because eh, you've been so fair. spoiled. Fair. You know? That's something I learned in school. I learned, I mean, I learned it in like Boy Scouts and shit like that, but like they, that's now look at this way, though. In school. taught you how to read a fucking map. Yeah, but look at this way. How many of these people would look at a map and be like, all right, I don't know where I am. Like, I know yeah. where they need to go. They could point on the map. I'm going there, but they would have no idea where to find their bearings. Yeah. Hell, even I'm rusty at it, and I used to do it all the time. Would you have people uh, not it, it, love her? I'm not saying nothing bad against her. I love uh, <laughs> my wife, apparently. Um, you know, I, I love Freya to death, but she doesn't know how to do that. So if, let's say, she was to move, the only thing she would know is to go south. And hopefully she she would have to stay on the road, and she'd have to see which towns she's are she's in. And hopefully her map shows her a general direction to go. But then again, she's not alone in that. There are other people, other other well, of our friends that. that would never know even how to look at the map and be like, "What the fuck?" He doesn't e- tell me EMPs, where I'm at, right? They huh? Do, they drop an EMP. They do an EMP, right? Right. It takes out all our electrical grid or something like that. What effect does it have on satellites? It's pointless because if you don't have power, you're not you're saying any any device you have that would uplink to no, a satellite. No, but I'm talking about like car GPS stuff like that. It depends on how big it is mm-hmm. and what the source is. I was just it just popped in my head when you started talking about driving, but well, and, and if the cars work. Yeah, say if the the sad part is, unless you've got it wrapped in a Faraday cage, if an EMP comes through, any electrical device that you have that's hooked up or has any, yeah, it'll fry. Well, that's not entirely yeah. true, but most of your most of your modern devices will. Nope. Hmm. Nope. They did an experiment like three years ago because oh. they wanted to challenge that myth. So what they found out is that most vehicles. Uh, can survive a uh, a CME, a coronal mass ejection. Uh, they're not um, unless they run on fucking OnStar and shit, right? They're not affected well, that's by. That's what I'm talking about. Any electrical but, device that's hooked up and on. But but listen, what I'm telling you, unless you have a smart car, right? A car that, and we're even talking ones that have electronics. When I say ones that were attacked by cyber attacks, I'm talking about ones that the self-driving car type things, right? Mm-hmm. But what they found is that of the 400 types of vehicles that they tested over a range of years and models, all but three of them kept running. And the three that did, the three that did stop started right back up. But that is not the problem with with the EMP and cars. The problem is is that none of the gas pumps run manually. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, but your cell phone's gonna be screwed if it was on. Uh, true. Uh. The only ones that are saved are ones that are in a Faraday or ones that are designed better ruggedized. Yeah, but most people haven't purchased one of those. 
you can almost guarantee that any communication or any of like any communication is going to be knocked out unless you have a ham radio or something along those lines, or even then, unless it was in a Faraday cage. Yep. AMP is like the, the, the second worst case scenario, the biggest one being nuclear. But with when power goes down, you realize you don't have any gas, any way to pump gas. You don't have any communication. The only thing that I would think might still work is if you could, I guess, rewire the hydroelectric or the wind. But you'd have to rewire the whole system because it'd be fried, wouldn't it? Depending on how strong the EMP is. Okay, so uh, I don't know how much you know about the different solar events that have happened. Uh, Sparky, you are the electrician here, so. Oh, okay. So they talk (laughs) about the Carrington event. In the 1867s or 1876, mm-hmm. right? We're due for one every hundred years, so that means we're over. Uh, but uh, so the the Carrington event hit with such force that it destroyed the only electronics or the only electric grid on the planet at the time, worldwide, and it was the telegram system, which is pretty foolproof. But it hit with so much power. That it's here and it it literally caused the wires to melt and catch fire. It took out every electrical grid on the planet, which was just the telegram then, right? Most people didn't even know it happened. They saw pretty colors in the sky. And when they talk about the stories, that's what they talk about, right? The colors in the sky during the time, right? If that was to happen at the same magnitude as this time, it would put the entire planet back into those times. Well, actually, farther back because most people don't have the skills to survive it now. They don't have the skills. You can't even find the proper tools. Most people wouldn't know but, what to look I for. Mean, if let's be honest, though. If, if there is an EMP, what doesn't make us think that the secondary way would be nuclear? You know, usually oh, it would be in time. It's followed by a yeah. It would yeah. be in time if EMP comes out and the if a coronal mass ejection causes a geomagnetic storm, the likes of which was similar to Carrington event, it would throw us all the way back. We would lose power. Nuclear generators would take about a month before they would start exploding from overheating. Oil refineries would start to explode because. They didn't have any. Once they reach a certain temperature, they become flashpoint sensitive, right? Which means that they'll start to explode, right? You're talking worst case scenario. Now, if we're talking uh, cyber attack, uh, it's still similar to that. I mean, I, I don't want to mention any special programs, but uh, the United States or Israel, right? Satiric caused Iran's. Uh, uh, centrifuges to explode. Stop them from developing a nuclear weapon. Did it by uh, new cyber attack. The what I find interesting is in the book he brings up a very interesting point. The Department of Defense offered to harden the infrastructure systems all across the country for free, and no, none of the companies took them over. Because they would make them 
listed as a critical site and therefore would be under the jurisdiction of the federal government and they don't want that. However, to get it paid for, to get the entire electrical grid hardened against EMP and hardened against cyber attacks, you know what the cost is? $4 billion, which is what we've spent for Ukraine in two months. $4 billion to totally secure the grid and they haven't done it because they don't how believe much, How much are we issue. up to sending Ukraine? We're at uh, $3.5 billion. So basically, for what we've paid to Ukraine, we could have hardened our own electrical systems to the point where we didn't have to worry about cyber attacks and we wouldn't have to worry about EMPs. Nope. Why? Because they understand that there are... that. The, the the department, uh, the cyber attack people in the government testified and they wrote a paper and it talked about how they sit here and they know that there are enemy nations and enemy groups that are willing to sit here and flip the switch on our power grid. They're not doing it because they, 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 for, they, they dread a, uh, uh, a military attack, right? However, no one is to stop a. No one would stop our own government from doing it and then blaming somebody else. That's why they don't fix it. But we'll talk more about that tonight because I think that's important, right? And uh, we're let's see. We talked about EMP. We from nuclear EMP. We talked about. Uh, coronal mass ejection, cyber warfare. I think we covered all of them. So uh, we're going to end this one so that we can get ready for the live. And I already have it set up. I just got to go into the other one and set the timer. <laughs> Echo smoke. A anyhow, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got I, five, six, and seven, right? I got to catch up. Yeah, five, six, and seven. So with that, I'm Odin. This is Tier. And of course, as always, Bjorn. And uh, we'll see you on another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost. <laughs>